0: Rahim. At the end of Surah Al-Hijr, what is one of the main lessons that we are being taught? Look at what you have, appreciate what you have, use what you have, enjoy what you have, and what is that? The blessings that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has given, because no person has been created absolutely poor. If he doesn't have one thing, certainly he has something else. And before Surah Al-Hijr, we learned which Surah? Surah Ibrahim. And in Surah Ibrahim also we learned about the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Ibrahim, it emphasizes the blessing of Iman. Surah Al-Hijr shows that the blessings that we have, they are temporary. So use them before they are lost, and use them to benefit yourself. And take a lesson from the people of the past who had so many blessings, but they did not use them in the right way. And what happened? Nothing benefited them. The next surah, which is Surah nahl Surah nahl is actually also known as Surah niam The Surah of Blessings. Because it talks about many, many blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? So that we begin to appreciate them. Because when we... Look at the blessings of Allah. We admire them, we appreciate them. This is what makes us grateful. This is what changes our thinking. Grateful people are positive people. And positive people are happy people, are successful people, content people. So, Surah Al-Ni'am, Surah Al-Nahl, Lesson number 134, Ayah number 1 to 21. Al-Nahl, what does Nahl mean? The honey bee. The honey bee is very small. Sometimes they're big, but still they're small compared to you. The honeybee goes from flower to flower, collecting nectar, right? Strives so hard to produce something. And what is that something? Honey. How beneficial is that honey? It's a cure for us. It's a source of great nutrients for us, for human beings. Human beings enjoy honey, and other creatures also enjoy honey. So a little creature that faces so many hurdles, but it's focused on its mission to collect nectar, bring it to its hive, and what happens with this determination? It produces something beneficial. It uses the blessings that Allah has given it, and at the end, it has produced something that is useful. So in this surah, the bee is mentioned. And when we... Reach those verses, inshallah, we'll discuss the lessons that we can learn from the honeybee. But many, many blessings are mentioned in the surah, but the surah is named after the bee. Because in the attitude, in the determination of the bee, there are many lessons for us. Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Ata amrullah. The amr, the command of Allah has already come. فَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلُوهُ. So do not. Be impatient for it. Do not hasten for it. Atta, This is past tense. When something has already arrived. It has already arrived. But in the ayah, what is basically being said is that the command of Allah is coming. It is going to come very soon. So don't be impatient. Why has the past tense been used? Atta. Why past tense? To show the certainty. Of the arrival of this Amr. That don't doubt it, it's definitely coming, and it is so certain that it is as good as though it has already happened. It's like when somebody tells you to do something, you're like, okay, done. Is it done? What does it mean? That yes, for sure, I will do it. So consider it as though it is already done. Ata Amrullahi, the command of Allah, is certainly coming. Do not be impatient. It has a fixed time because لِكُلِّ أَجَلٍ kitab, And because it is certain, you will know when it comes. You will not miss it. Which command is this? This command, this amr, is basically referring to the punishment that the people of Makkah were threatened with for their disbelief. And time and again they would come to the Prophet ﷺ and say, So where is that punishment? Where is it? You keep threatening us, where is it? You keep telling us the day of judgment is coming, where is it? How come it hasn't come? Okay, so tell us when will it come? You say that the believers will eventually have the upper hand, they will be victorious, Allah will help those who believe in Him. Where is that help? How come you're still suffering at our hands? Where is your victory? The believers on the other hand, they were being a little impatient, and they were saying, when can we get out of here? When can we stand up for ourselves and take revenge? Because you know that in Mecca the Muslims were not allowed to take revenge. And they were not even allowed to go somewhere else unless the Prophet ﷺ allowed them to migrate. And when would he tell them to migrate? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would tell. So, all the people are told, the command of Allah is coming. It is certain. Yes. The punishment will descend on those who disbelieve. Yes, the day of judgment will certainly arrive. Yes, definitely, the Prophet ﷺ will be told to migrate. Yes, the believers will be given victory. But for everything is a due time, so do not be impatient. Don't hasten concerning it. And remember, Subhanahu, perfect is Allah. Glorified is Allah, ta'ala And He is exalted, Amma Yushrikun, Above what they associate with Him. Allah is perfect. He doesn't have any weakness that is preventing Him from fulfilling His promises. If He wants, He can fulfill His promises immediately. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a plan for everything. For each thing is a waiting period. For each thing. If you think about it in life, Anything that happens. Anything that you want to get your hands on. Is there any waiting time? Is there? You put your food in the microwave. Do you have to wait? Yes. Sometimes one minute. And you stand there staring at those 60 seconds going down, 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 down. And you just want to open up the microwave door before even the one minute is over. But you have to wait. If you do that, your food will not be warm. You want cooked chicken. You want roast chicken. It's in the oven takes approximately an hour, a little more, a little less. After 15 minutes, you say, you know what, I'm too hungry, I cannot wait anymore. Okay, go ahead, take it out, eat raw chicken and get sick. Dishes, you want clean dishes, you load your dishwasher, do you have to wait? Yes. You write your test, you give an assignment, are you going to get the results immediately? No. Even if it is a test that you take on your computer and you will get your results before you leave, still, is there a waiting time? processing, dot, dot, dot. Even if it's just a few seconds, you have to wait. You want to download something, do you have to wait? Yes. You want to upload something, do you have to wait? Yes. You're turning your phone on, do you have to wait? Yes. You're sick, is there a waiting time before you get better? Yes. You're going from one place to the other, is there a waiting time? Yes. This life demands what from us? Sabr. You have to have sabr because you're not in Jannah where things will happen instantly that you look at a bird and you have this feeling that I want to eat it and it comes roasted before you. You're not in Jannah, you're in dunya. And in dunya for everything you have to wait. You have to wait. So فَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلُوهُ But unfortunately, shaitan, he makes us hasty. Haste is from Shaytan. That when you're standing in front of that microwave, waiting for those 30 seconds to be over, and you're like, oh man, everything takes so long. Those words of ingratitude, complaining, this is from who? From shaitan. Shaitan makes us impatient. He makes us you know, feel that it's taking too long. And in that process, what happens? He wastes our good deeds. We say something negative, We behave in a wrong way and the good that we have done, khalas. You know, it's like if you take out that raw chicken and you eat it, you could literally die. I mean, you could. You could become really, really, really sick. Extremely sick. So, this is what happens when we become impatient. I'm making dua, I'm making dua, still it's not happening, still it's not happening. I want things to change already. How come this hasn't changed? Allah says, Inni qareeb, Allah says, "Ujibu da'wata da'. What about me? What about my du'as? This hastiness is from shaitan. So, Allah says, Ata amrullahi, فلا تستعجلوا. It's coming because everything in this life eventually comes to an end. Every class that begins ends. Every book that you begin eventually comes to its conclusion. So you have to wait. Subhanahu wa taala amma yushrikun. And the fact is that in this life, there is no situation that is permanent. No situation is permanent. While the microwave is running, it's not going to run forever. Food is cooking in the oven; it's not going to cook forever. You're waiting for somebody to come you're not going to be waiting forever. Eventually, every situation will end. No situation is permanent. It will change. But how we react in that situation, that remains permanent. So instead of worrying about, when will Allah answer my du'as? When will the promise of Allah come true? When will things change? What is necessary? That we focus on what we are doing. You know, when you're standing in front of the microwave, you could be, getting frustrated and angry. Or you could say, okay, I have 50 seconds left. I can do some dhikr. And really, if you do that, waiting time becomes much, much easier. أَتَى Subhanahu, amma And the mushrikeen of Makkah, like I mentioned to you, they would come to the Prophet ﷺ again and again, ask him, so when is this day of judgment? When is the punishment? They're told, don't worry, it's coming. You won't miss it. Think about what you have to do right now. يُنَزِّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةَ بِالْرُوحِ Allah, He sends down the angels بِالْرُوحِ With the Ruh. The angels are bringing the Ruh. مِنْ أمره At His command. What is Ruh? Inspiration. وَحِي Why is وَحِي Why is revelation called Ruh? Because revelation is the life of the heart. The Quran is the life of the heart. Jibril was also called al ruh. Why? Because he brought that which brings life to the heart. So the angels bring revelation min amrihi at his command, meaning only at Allah's orders, ala man yasha to who the one whom Allah wills, meaning that human messenger that Allah has chosen min ibadi from His servants. So Allah sends revelation through the angels to who? to a human messenger and only then the human messenger can convey only then he can convey the human messenger the Prophet is not someone who's gonna tell you what's gonna happen what's gonna happen what's gonna happen no he can only inform you about something if Allah has given that information to him so don't be hasty. if you've asked the Prophet a number of times when is the Day of Judgment when is this gonna happen when is that gonna happen and he tells you he doesn't know that's because he doesn't know. He only knows that which Allah has told him of. And what is it that the messengers convey? Are the messengers sent to tell people what fortune they're gonna get and when they're going to die and how long they're going to live? Is this what the messengers came to tell? No. And anziru, messengers are warners. They're warners. They're not soothsayers and fortune tellers. The messengers are warners. So the role of Muhammad is to warn what indeed he لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاتَّقُونِي That there is no God worthy of worship but I, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so fear me. Meaning fear Allah. Because when the mushrikeen would come to the Prophet and ask, So when is it that you will be victorious? So when is the day of judgment coming? Who do you ask these questions from? Someone who knows the future. Why do you think that the Prophet is here to tell you about the future? No, he's warning you. So instead of worrying about when the Day of Judgment is going to be, what is it that you should be worrying about? The warning that the Messenger has given you. Make use of this time, make use of this life. Worship Allah before your life is taken away from you. We keep waiting. When I turn 20, when this happens, then I will go and worship Allah. Then I will do this and this. Why wait? Do it now. Because when something is on its way, it's coming, it's gonna arrive at any time. And if you keep delaying, if you keep waiting, you never know, you might lose your chance completely. So stop worrying about when something will happen. Think about what you have to do now. Now. And this is the way of successful people. They don't wait for things to happen. They make use of what they have. They make use of the time that they have. You know, for example, in the month of Ramadan, every one of us, I think, experiences this at some level. Hmm? That if you have this target for yourself, that I have to do my tasbihat today this many times, and I have to certainly read this much Qur'an, no matter what. When you've set that goal, then what are you doing? Even when you're standing in front of the microwave, waiting for those 60 seconds to be over, what are you doing on your phone? Reading your Qur'an. Right? In the car, as you're waiting, what are you doing? Reading your Qur'an. Isn't this what we do in the month of Ramadan? Because we have set goals for ourselves. So we want to achieve them. And this should be our attitude in life also. Stop waiting. Don't wait to turn 15. Don't wait for the weekend. Don't wait for the evening. Don't wait for the morning. Do it now, fatquni. And the one who fears Allah, he will have this kind of attitude. Now remember that in this surah many blessings are mentioned. And what's the first blessing which is mentioned? Ruḥ, revelation. The nirma, the blessing of revelation. Another nirma is mentioned. خَلَقَ wal وَالْأَرْضَ He has created the heavens and the earth. bilḥaq in truth, Allah has created the heavens and the earth in truth. In the right way for a just cause, for a purpose, Ta'ala. He is exalted, Amma Yushrikun, above what they associate with him. This entire creation is whose? Allah's. Is it aimless? No, it's for a purpose. So the situation that you're in is also for a purpose. It's not aimless. It's not for no reason. al insana he has created the human being minutfatin from enutfa, from a sperm drop. Think about your origin. What is it? A sperm drop, so weak. But the same human being that comes from the sperm drop, when he turns into a human being, a full, able-bodied human being, what is his way? Fa'idah. Then suddenly, huwa he is Mubeen. a clear adversary, a clear opponent. Chassim from Chasim. Chassim is to argue in defense of one's claim. Like to believe that, you know, for example, a person believes that he's right and he defends his claim to the max. Like he doesn't give in. And someone who's not ready to give in, what lengths they will go at to argue. So the human being so weak, so miserable Allah created him from something so small. And look at this human being. Once he has even a little bit of power, he begins to argue about Allah. He begins to reject the coming of Allah's promises. He doubts the promises of Allah. Wal وَالْأَنْعَامَ خَلَقَهَا And the grazing livestock. خَلَقَهَا Allah has created it. So, notice how first Ruh was mentioned, then As Samawat wal Ard were mentioned, then the human creation is mentioned. All of these are blessings. And now the Ni'matul An'am, the blessing of An'am, grazing livestock. What are An'am? Those animals from the grazing livestock which are four legged. So, for example, cattle, cow, goat, sheep. All of these animals, who has created them? Allah, khalaqaha. For who? Lakum. For you. And also, wal an'ama The grazing livestock, He has created them. Lakum fi For you, in these animals, is dif'. Dif', from the root letters, dal, fa, hamza. Dif' is warmth. Warmth. When you feel warm. When you're cold, okay, what do you do? Let's say your feet are really cold. What will you do? You'll go put some socks on. So when you put those socks on, what happens? Your feet get warm. Another way of obtaining warmth is that you put your feet in front of a heater, for example. But what happens with that? What happens with that sometimes? It gets a little too hot. right? And your feet begin to sting. But with socks you get this warmth which is very comfortable and cozy feeling. This is diff. Warmth, you know, that is cozy, that is comfortable. It's not gonna burn you. It's very comfortable. So from these animals you obtain warmth. How do you obtain warmth? Because it is from the skin, the hair, the fur, the wool on these animals that you get your fancy woolen sweaters and your nice leather jackets. And your nice blankets, and beddings, and carpets, and whatever, rugs. And they are a source of warmth for you. If you think about it all across the world, from the most ancient man till today, the skins of these animals are used for the purpose of obtaining warmth. Some people, they're completely dependent on these animals. In the sense that their skins are used as mats, their skins are used as beddings, as blankets, as jackets and even for their tents i remember once learning in middle school in social studies about how the first nations peoples they would use every single part of the animals so they would use the
1: fur to make uh, coats and wool they would even use the bones of the animals as
0: utensils so they would literally use everything yes and not just coats but even hats so had fi on. And if you think about it, these animals from them you also get meat. And you have that meat, all that protein, and that strength in your body to resist the cold. Right? Because if you have no flesh, no, you know, such things on your body, then obviously in the cold imagine how you would be. So la kumfi And have you ever noticed that, you know, for example, when you're holding a baby, that baby is warm and you also get warm. Has it ever happened with you? Anybody? Or let's say you're sitting next to a person. And because they are warm-blooded, and you are warm-blooded, if you were sitting alone, you'd be cold. But when you're sitting next to someone, then what happens? You get warmth. These animals are such that you can have a very close physical contact with them. You're sitting with them. You're reclining against them. Yes, people do that. Okay? Then likewise, these animals are sometimes in the same quarters as those of living. So for example, a person is living somewhere in the same room, he will have his goat. For instance, and with the breathing of that goat even, the air would be warm. Yes, you're like goat in the same room. Yes, nice and warm. لَكُمْ فِيهَا دِفْءٌ And not just warmth, وَمَنَافِرٌ Many other manafir, many other benefits, many other uses. وَمِنْهَا And from them you eat also. I mean, amazing animals. You get your clothes from them, you get your food from them, you get your furniture from them and manafir, other benefits also. I mean even the dung of these animals it's used as fuel. Yes. And the dung of these animals is even used as construction material. Yes. So manafir, these uses are endless. I mean they can be sold for trade, the milk can be sold for money. So many things. Woman, you eat from these animals. You get meat What else do you get from these animals? Milk. And from that milk, you have your cheese and your yogurt and your different, different things. I mean, dairy, how much do we rely on it? How much do we use it? And the beautiful thing is that these animals are very easy to deal with. They're very submissive in their nature. Imagine if they were like lions. Or even dogs. Or even cats. Have you ever dealt with cats? They can be sometimes very moody. But imagine if a goat behaved like a cat. How difficult it would be to get some milk from it. But they are submissive. Walakum fiha jamalun. And for you, in these animals is jamal, beauty. Meaning, they're even good to look at. Aren't they cute creatures? They are. Jamal, they're cute. Jamal, they're beautiful. And especially there is beauty when you look at them, تصرحون, At the time when you bring them in and when you send them out. from روح, روح to rest in the evening. So in the evening when you bring these animals back into their barns and when these animals are coming back with their bellies full How many of you have seen a cow recently or a goat recently? Hmm? Very few people. This is why sadly we cannot enjoy these verses. Please go to the farm. Go out somewhere. Just go to Milton even. And you'll see beautiful animals. It's not far. But go for the sake of understanding the Qur'an better. You have only a few days left before the winter comes in. So go for the sake of Allah. Really. Because there's beauty in seeing these animals grazing, and especially in the evening as they're coming back. And for a farmer, it's really a very beautiful feeling when he sees his animals return, belly is full, udder is full, and he knows that he's got money coming in. But it's not just money coming in. It's such a beautiful view. So beautiful. Because the animals are all happy. حين تريحون وحين تسرحون تسرحون is from Sin ra and seen raha suruh is to go away, to let the animals go in order to graze. Have you ever seen a picture, a video clip of you know, for example, a barn and the doors are open and all the sheep are just running out hungry, happy to be let out so that they can go eat? I mean look at the beautiful vast field with the open sky and these lovely creatures that we get our food and milk from. We thank Allah for the milk, maybe. But do we thank Allah for these animals? Walakum jamalun, Just to look at even they're so beautiful. turihuna wa Notice how the evening is mentioned first. When you bring them in, that is mentioned first. Because for a farmer, that is more beautiful. When he's letting them out in the morning, there's fear. What if they don't come back? But when all of them come back, and they're all full, happy, then that is even more beautiful. These animals, they're food for you, money for you, warmth for you, but they're also means of transportation for you. وَتَحْمِلُ أَثْقَالَكُمْ from حمل. They carry أَثْقَالَكُمْ your burdens, your loads. إِلَىٰ baladin into a land, meaning they carry your loads, your baggage, you burden them with your baggage. And these animals are carrying them without any complaint. So much so that people have to fight for animal rights, okay? Because you abuse them because they're so humble, they don't even you know, answer back. They're carrying your burdens ila baladin to a land lam takunu you are not balighih wants to reach it. إلا except meaning if you had to carry this burden yourself, you would not be able to reach your destination. Because people Before, what is it that they used for transportation? These animals. So for example, the camel. They would use it for transportation. And a camel, you can load it with so much stuff. And the poor camel would walk. And imagine if a person has to carry out that sack full of grain on his back from one part of China to another. Would he be able to do that? No. Imagine from Makkah all the way to Ta'if. If a person had to carry a sack of rice for himself, Could he do that? No. Your life would be impossible without these animals. So, وَتَحْمِلُ أَثْقَالَكُمْ إِلَى بَلَدٍ لَمْ تكونوا بَالِغِيهِ إِلَّا بِشِقِّ الْأَنفُسِ If you had to carry these loads yourself, it would be with شِقِّ الْأَنفُسِ شِقِّ, difficulty. أنفُس to yourselves, to your souls. Meaning with immense difficulty, you would die carrying those loads. But these animals, they carry them for you. Indeed, your Lord is surely affectionate and merciful. You doubt Allah's mercy? How dare you doubt His mercy? Look at these animals that He has created for you food, transportation, warmth, money, all in one. Your car is a means of transportation, but does it give you money or does it take your money? Eats your money like anything. You fill the tank with gas at the beginning of the week and at the end you're like, where did it go? And then when you have to fill it again, you're wondering, how much money can I feed this car? And forget about the gas, think about the insurance and everything else that you have to pay for. But a poor animal, what does it eat? The grass that is just growing in your property. That's it. And it's giving you milk, it's giving you money, it's giving you... So much comfort in your life. وتحمل أثقالكم إلى بلد لم تكونوا بالغه إلا بشق الأنفس. إن ربكم لرؤوف Your life is made easy through these animals. Ra'fa is kindness. You know, when you see someone in difficulty and you're kind towards them to ease their situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made our lives easy by giving us these creatures. and the horses, meaning He has created those also. والبغال and the mules. You know what biral is? Mule. You know what mules are? Okay. Well Hamir and the donkeys. So horse, big. Bigal in the middle. And Hamir, donkey, shortest of all of them. So all these animals Allah has created Litar Kabuha. So that you can ride them. Horse riding. And even donkeys are ridden. And mules are also ridden. Litar Kabuha. But not just for riding, Wazina they They're also means of beauty. I mean, you feel good when you're sitting on a horse. You feel good. I don't know about a donkey, I've never ridden a donkey. But sitting on a horse makes you feel good. And the horse, when you're sitting on it, you get to ride it, you get to go from one place to the other. It's transportation, but it's also means of beauty. And horses, so graceful. Such... Elegant creatures, so elegant. But it's not just elegance, it's also usefulness. وَيَخْلُقُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ And He creates that which you don't even know about. These are just a few creatures that you use, that are around you, that you're dependent on, so you know them. So sometimes, yes, you remember to thank Allah. But you know what? There's so much more that Allah has created deep in the oceans, far in the forests, in the mountains that you don't even know about. Does He need your gratitude? Uh Uh-uh. Does He need you to praise Him? No way. Because there are so many creatures whom not even a single human eye sees. Not even a single human eye perceives those creatures deep in the darks of the ocean. Allah is in no need of our praise, our gratitude. He has created so much that we don't even know about. But for your own good, for our own good, let's thank Allah for the blessings that are visible to us and invisible to us. So think about the blessings that we use, but also think about where they've come from. Things don't come from the grocery store only. They got there. From somewhere, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created so many systems and means so that we could have blessings, and Alhamdulillah for all of those blessings. As-salamu alaykum. Um I was just thinking about uh, all the things that you just listed about all the animals that the favors that Allah, you know, put it into their heart for us to uh, use. make it use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to my mind is. All the li- things that you've listed, they're also, like, I don't know those of you who've seen uh, cows and goats and camels and horses. When you see them, when they still look thankful to you, yes. they're not. It's above all that things that you use them, still they look so. Yes. Peaceful. They're so loyal. They're so grateful. They become so happy if you give them a branch or or a leaf to munch on. I mean, even a cat, if you feed it, how happy it is. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives us so much more than we give to others. How happy can we be? So let's be happy. Yes, there are problems in life. Life is not easy. But sabbih, remember Him. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses.
1: انزلوا الملائكه بالروح من امره على من يشاء والسموات والأرض بالحق تعالى عن يُشْرِكُون يشترون خلق الإنسان من نطفة فإذا هو خصيم مبين وَالْأَنْعَامَ خَلَقَهَا لَكُمْ فِيهَا دِفْءٌ وَمَنَافِعُ وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا جَمَالٌ حِينَ تُرِيحُونَ وَحِينَ تَسْرَحُونَ وتحمل اثقالكم الى بلد لم تكونوا بالغيه الا بشق الانفس ان ربكم لرؤوف رحيم والخيل والبغال والحمير لتركبوها وزينه وَيَخْلُقُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ